0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hope everybody had a fantastic uh, weekend. We are uh, upping back up, ramping it back up, five shows a week here, as uh, hopefully we are inching towards 2020 Cleveland Browns training camp. Today's episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock. Auto.com. your host jeff lloyd joined here today from sports illustrated mr pete smith um i guess we'll start here um and you know pete the kicking and screaming from the washington franchise it, it went on long enough um now today official obviously still waiting to you know what the change will be to from the name it is um but after something daniel snyder pete wanted to you know fight tooth and nail almost like a child not wanting to go to bed on time uh the washington football franchise um as they were formerly known no longer are, Pete.
1: well he was so determined not to change the name that he basically threw bobby uh he, he threw uh the arguably the most impactful player in the franchise's history under the bus to try to stop it bobby mitchell You know, was with the franchise for 41 years, I believe in all, and could have had his uh, jersey retired, could have had his name enshrined in any number of things. And and none of those things happened for, I think, the 17 years after he retired, you know, a couple of those years he worked for Daniel Snyder. And then, you know, at the threat of coming after the name, you know, he threw threw that legacy at it uh, instead of honoring it like he could have and should have long ago. It doesn't seem like the potatoes getting much traction. That's still personally my hope, but um, yeah, we'll see what they do. I'm hoping it's not Warriors. uh, I guess Snyder had had owned a team that was going to be the Warriors in the Arena League or some crap like that. So it was all set up, Um, and then some rando. like trademarked all the names that were up for consideration. So that might be throwing a wrench into things. I'm hoping they can find a way to use the R. Um, so that eases the transition, but it's, you know, it's, you know, 50 years overdue and we're finally making some reasonable amount of progress. Even then you still have people trying to use bogus polls from a couple of years ago that suggested that 90% of native Americans are perfectly fine with the name which was never reasonable and you know, it's an opportunity to do something good, but it's, it's, it's Daniel Snyder. So I expect somehow uh, they'll manage to screw it up. If nothing else, it's an opportunity to make an obscene amount of money, but Daniel Snyder has bigger problems. People have stopped going to the games uh, for that team because they're, they've been awful for, for, for several decades. And, and unlike the Browns, uh, who have also been awful for multiple decades. He has burned most any goodwill he had with the fan base, and they play in arguably the worst stadium in the league. So there's a lot in play.
0: Well, I mean, not to mention, and you throw things in. I, I do believe they still have at least one astroturf practice field, which in 2020 is just you know, obscenely, utterly, stupid. Um. And look, for Dan Snyder, there may be part of this year where, with what's going to go on with this season, obviously, you know, most everybody's going to be looking at a loss of revenue somehow, some way. Hey, this is maybe, by doing it now, I can maybe appeal to the masses after being such a jerk and a dickhead about it for all these years. And at the end of the day, I can maybe look like I'm trying to make some change, which I was not willing to do for so long. And, like you said, Pete, there's a chance to obviously, you know, basically reline the pockets here, so to speak, of what he's going to lose. Um, for those fans, you know, former Redskin fans, a lot of them are, are pretty loyal. Um, you know, as much as they don't like this, what, for whatever reason, because look, the, the name was just bad. It was bad guys. Um, but now you move on. Something new. If it's a franchise you love, obviously you're gonna go out and you're gonna spend some coin. You're gonna buy some new jackets, you're gonna buy some new hats, you're gonna buy some new t-shirts. Um, it, it, the thing that is weird with it all, Pete, is I mean, it just seems like you know, with guys scheduled to come into the building here in 10 days, they have no idea who they play for. And that's maybe where you know, and yes, there is the it, there's possible maybe trademark things or something that's holding it up here. Um, but that's where it's it almost makes you like a little nervous because. Obviously the name Redskins was terrible. It was offensive here, but now you're trying to solidify this and change it within, you know, eight to nine days with pressure on here. And there's certainly the, the possibility that it, it could end up to just be a terrible name. I mean, me personally, I mean, do you go safety, you go something, you know, similar to, you know, obviously what the Washington nationals did. Or, 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 you know, like you said, with the R, you know, Ramblers, Renegades, whatever. But, I mean, there's here with a, a, a time crunch on this to get it done. Certainly, you know, the potholes exist that they can just make this an absolute cluster F
1: Well, Red Wolves is apparently very popular uh, with that fan base, or at least it, it pulled well. Uh, and Red Tails is, is being thrown around. They could always... Bring back—I mean, it wouldn't fit the R ER thing—but they could bring back the Washington Federals from the Arena League or the uh, USFL. Um, hey, look, there's one would like to think that you know some deep recesses of that uh, complex that they were sort of preparing for the reality that this is going to happen at some point, and they have been thinking about this and and trying to plan around what would what would happen you know in the eventuality so they could capitalize uh on the opportunity uh but it's it's hard to know and and it wouldn't surprise me if this goes on for a couple of months i mean they you know they can they don't have to put a logo on the thing they can just put you know the burgundy helmet with the you know the the burgundy or yellow jerseys practice jerseys with nothing on them for the moment um it's you know they, they have time to sort of rebrand and roll it out Uh, and obviously the the NFL gets pushed back at all that only adds more time but um, you know this is one of those things where it it was such a a long process where you're now in this hurry up and 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 go moment so again I I would hope that that somewhere they were thinking about this and planning for it but my guess is they weren't so we'll see what it looks like I expect I'm just praying it's not Warriors. That's the most generic possible thing uh, that you could ever think of. It just feels uh, awful. I I don't care about Red Wolves. Uh, Red Tails is at least interesting. Uh, Again, if you want an original, the potato wins. But uh, something along those lines, it doesn't feel like uh, it's a product of, like, uh, some, you know, you know, some some focus group that just is, is gonna come out extremely generic and boring.
0: Uh and we'll see. And you know, and I, I definitely have my reservations here um for a franchise that's, you know, made missteps for so long now and putting them under the crunch here to do this. And, you know, I mean if it is Washington Warriors, I mean it just sounds so simple and not even high schoolish. I mean, it sounds almost little league-ish. That that's how weak it sounds. Um, you know, but you know, something to keep an eye on here and you know, obviously, you know. You know, people thought we were going to get word today, and even the saddest thing was, is they put out the memo today and mentioned the name three times, which still shows just the idiocy of you know what's been going on down there with that franchise under the leadership of what Daniel Snyder here. We got more to get to here on Locked On Browns. Uh, like I said, we'll be kicking it off this week, going back to five episodes. We've got some crossover in this week. I do have some other guests lined up. As we weren't sure whether or not it was going to be crossover week here, so maybe you know some other recordings uh, I'll do this week. You know, maybe will fall. In the next week. We got a lot of good stuff coming here as you know, like I said, we're hoping to uh ease our way into 2020 NFL training camp. With the ever increasing numbers of makes of vehicles, whether it be fiat, whether it be Kia and Model Specifica XTS, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why and often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions. Is your car an LX? Is it an EX? Is it a V6? And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand uh, that is where warehouse happens to carry. Guess what? They're probably not going to have it. Most likely they're going to end up doing what you would do with a computer and have access to rockauto.com, where not only can you save the time by going to the dealership or to the Auto Parts store, you can also save a boatload of money. One particular incident is one car part on a Honda where you, you go to a dealership, they're going to charge you almost $360 for it. You could buy the part yourself for $216 for a fuel, uh, fuel pump assembly from rockauto.com. Other stores have different uh, price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, similar to what the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts, customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. RockAuto.com, and be sure and tell them that Locked On sent you. Bill Barnwell put out a piece today ranking the skill groups of the 32 NFL teams. Um, Cleveland Browns did very well on said ranking. If you combine Odell, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, over 3,000 yards receiving from your two top wide receivers and obviously the new tight end here in Cleveland this season. Um, You put together uh, the work of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt based on only eight games. You're talking about a backfield. Um, with you know, obviously only eight games from Kareem, but combined with what Nick Chubb did, you are talking of an offensive output of you know 2,200 yards between those two running backs. Um, obviously, we've spoken about the importance of addressing the tackle position, but with you know, the way they did. Um, but Pete, Coach Stefanski comes into a really, really nice situation here, and you know as far as working the skill, what he wants to do, whatever he wants to implicate that he never got the chance to in Minnesota. He, he's he got it and he's got it in spades.
1: Well, the, the, the article includes sort of a cautionary tale in it in that the Cleveland Browns were ranked third in weaponry last year and they obviously didn't, you know, they didn't play well and they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Um, there's a lot of things that suggest they'll be better. Obviously getting Austin Hooper is uh, big, getting Kareem Hunt, know for presumably uh the whole year as opposed to getting a uh hernia and then missing eight weeks uh hopefully you know Landry and Beckham are healthy you know obviously their question marks as to when Landry will be ready to practice uh and then you know the offensive line upgrades and getting Bill Callahan are big but for all the talent and potential which no one disputes it's a question of can the first-time head coach get this thing going in the right way with a lack of on-field practices, without OTAs, without mini camps, with a potentially altered uh, training camp and, and fewer preseason games, Is it, are they going to be able to come out firing or is it going to be a process? And And if it is a process, when does it sort of get up and go? If they're good and they're, you know, everything's working, they have the potential to light up the scoreboard on a weekly basis. If they don't, you know, we could see a little bit of what we we saw last year. Now, hopefully it won't be as, you know, pitiful. But, you know, it, 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 the thing like last year, you can't put the cart before the horse. There's every reason to lo- love what the Browns can be, but they act- actually have to go out and prove it. And the only guy who you can basically put in pen is going to be great uh, in a Cleveland Browns uniform, based on what he's done to this point, is Nick Chubb because he's never been anything else. Everybody else, other than Austin Hooper, who hasn't been here, has had moments or uh, seasons that were just bad. So that's sort of where this has to go. Can they consistently prove it?
0: Um, and it, look, I mean, it's going to come down. Obviously, to Coach Stefanski is going to come out, come down to everything working in cohesion. Um, certainly it's, you know, not in the favor, um, for the Cleveland Browns and their offense that, you know, the whole group has not been together here yet. Um, but it's, it's been done. You know, the tackles have been replaced. Um, you look at right guard, um, you know, whether or not it's Wyatt Teller, you have other options there. It's, you know, nothing's going to be handed to Wyatt Teller. It'll certainly be a competition there. Um, but when you put together, you know, the firepower they have. Um, hopefully you're going to see, and you're going to, you're going to expect results. That's, I mean, the question would be, if it didn't work out this year, where do you go now? Um, because, you know, if you're going to have to start that, maybe, you know, these guys just, it doesn't work together. Um, there is no cohesion and no cohesiveness between these guys. Um, then of course, and I mean, you're into, you know, then you're into, you know, are you even further back than you were before 2018, which nobody in the world obviously wants to see here. Um. But, you know, and you look at this from the point of Kevin Stefanski and I mean, this is, you know, I mean, this is where it's almost kind of got to be Pete, like a dream wrapped up almost in a nightmare because, you know, you get the gig, you know, the the breaks work correctly. You're able to score the two of the top free agents at the offensive tackle position at the tight end position, something this franchise has never been able to do before. You're with pick 10, you shore up the rest of the offensive line. You find a f- way for Rashard Higgins to stay here on a team-friendly c- contract because it's you know, the only success he's had in this league is was with Baker Mayfield and gives him one more chance here. We'll see how the thing, pl- you know, see how everything plays out, you know, with David Njoku here. But you know, it's this is, you know, I mean, a lot of people want to say, you know, a lot's going to be on Baker, but a lot's going to be on Kevin Stefanski, a lot's going to be on Odell and Jarvis because you know, the, both of them are carrying these tags as you know, players that have never been part of winning teams here there's a lot on the line for everybody here individually. If this doesn't work out.
1: Well, Stefanski is married to Baker Mayfield. He's not married to Odell Beckham. And um, look, I think, I think this all sets up well for Odell Beckham to be re- be really good this year. But if he's not, that's where I think this ultimately goes. You can't, pay uh, those receivers that much money and not get the return. Now he was bad last year and still had a thousand yards and four touchdowns. I would like to think that even average, he's hopefully a way more efficient, you know, eleven, <clears> twelve hundred <throat> 1200 yards and, and a few more touchdowns. He just has to be better than it was last year. But if it's bad, um, I think Odell Beckham's going to receive an ugly amount of, of blame for it. And, and we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I'm not, advocating that I hope that those guys are great but there there is a a, an amount of animus towards Odell Beckham which is largely undeserved but just seems to be what happens but the investment you made with him was significant and if it doesn't happen this year you know that you can't just keep running it back so You know, Austin Hooper is here. He's going to be here. Uh, You know, Jarvis Landry is – seems like he's got more leeway than than Beckham uh, for reasons I'll never understand. But Baker Mayfield's the dude. uh, You know, that was a big part of the interview process. was committing to him uh, despite assertions from guys like Mike Tannenbaum and stuff who think he's, like, going to get rid of him. Uh, but Beckham's sort of the odd man out. It's, you know, and and he needs it, regardless of where he wants to play, he needs to be great this year uh, because the last three years have been, you know, not good, and he, he's a long way from the guy who, who dominated the league the first three years. So, they need to get closer to those first three years than they have been.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, look, there is a lot and, you know, I mean, you know, one thing, I mean, another positive here, uh, you know, Jarvis and Odell combined last year in play action, you know, over 1100 yards receiving, obviously a large part of what Kevin Stefanski likes to do, but, um, you know, you, you, you can't just have this assemblance of skill, um, for a second year, add an Austin Hooper here. And if it doesn't pan out for two years in a row, nobody's going to give it a shot to even get, you know, an attempt to essentially get. A third at bat here. Uh, we got one more interesting uh, thing to get to here that we're going to cover. Um, you know, obviously we talked about you know the change down in Washington, um, you know, the skill being ranked as high as they are. Uh, you know, according to uh, Mr. Uh, Bill Barnwell, um, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith on Locked On Browns. Spotify, iTunes, uh, guys subscribed, always please. Uh, ratings, reviews, all those things, obviously, you know, help with the show's growth. Um, doesn't cost you guys a dime. And I appreciate you all for, you know, everything you can do and help us out here with the assistance and the continued growth of On Browns. Pete, the New York Mets are for sale. Um, there is a conglomerate um, with Alex Rodriguez and his fiance Jennifer Lopez. Um, now it comes out today, you know, some more Parties within the party, um, whether it is a Travis Kelsey, whether it is a Brian Erlacher or Pete, whether it is one Cleveland legend, Mr. Joe Thomas. Um, I'm in. I mean, let, let's do it. Um, first things first athletes owning a pro sports franchise. I, I, I'm eager to see the way it goes here, Pete, but just an interesting twist, and you know, just to see you know where Joe has gone from being this. A guy who was drafted, you know, while on a fishing boat with his old man, um, put together one of the most incredible careers for a franchise that, you know, never really sniffed much and nothing, Um, and now starting to see Joe Thomas, whether it's television work, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, essentially televised video game type activity, obviously, you know, a big, big time into food and things of that nature. Um, Just another branch of the Joe Thomas tree here is maybe looking into, you know, some part ownership in a professional sports organization.
1: Well, I mean, you'll do anything to get rid of the Wilpons, uh, <laughs> but.
0: MLB, you know, is, MLB you know, is absolutely terrible, but if MLB threw them out and said, we will run the franchise so they have new ownership, uh, there isn't a Met fan breathing who would not sign up for that.
1: But it's a question of, you know, Joe Thomas's name is attached, but how much of the, of the team is he you going to own? Is it going to be like a tenth of a percent? Um, you know, I, I'm sure it's yeah you know, look owning any part of an sports uh, a uh, team of that uh size is is significant but you know it, i i think it's largely going to be a, a a pretty small name only sort of gets to do the dog and pony show type thing but it's not like he's going to be you know making decisions on it or i can't imagine that's where it's going to go but you know, I envision Joe Thomas owning ownership a lot like Derek Jener owning the team where he's gonna tear it down and sell off all your players and and, <laughs> and really cheap out and hope you can uh you can build with prospects and go that way and see if that works out for you.
0: Yeah, I know you get to see uh, you know, Peter Lonzo maybe get traded off to the Cleveland Indians. Um, you know, move all the move all the assets um it's it's just interesting and you know look and like i said and, and i'm not joking here um there is not a new york man fan breathing um that i mean it, it could be satan himself you know showing up you know with his hair on fire you know with uh you know a staff and, and a rod and, and the biggest sword you've ever seen and they'd be like all right perfect all right let's go let's see what this guy's got um but just interesting and you know obviously you know with professional athletes, and you know, have the years have come on, gone on, the amount of money that they have earned, and you know, I will say earned because these, hey, if that's the going rate, and you were good, and you made every dime of it, God stink and bless you. What you do with it, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's fun, it's different. Um, you know, uh, look, I mean, Alex Rodriguez, Jennifer Lo- Jennifer Lopez, these neither of these two are hurting for money. They everything they seem to touch financially to this point uh, seems to turn to gold. So, uh, you know, for the New York med franchise. Um, it's going to be interesting and, you know, I'm excited. I, I hope it works out. Obviously there's other parties interested. Um, again, I will take any one of them sight unseen as far as owning this franchise. Um, and even one of the owners, you know, part of the thing was, oh, well, maybe he would dip into his own money to, you know, make sure he could keep some of the players around, you know, cause God forbid, you, you know, you want to pay your talent, you know, which is hopefully going to help you to win or lose, but uh, you know, Joe Thomas continues uh, continuing to find ways uh, to keep himself in the news and obviously ways to keep himself busy, you know, to get bored in retirement. So to speak here, Uh, Pete, we've had the weekend here, you know, obviously hearing more news college wise now where obviously there's only going to be conference play for now with some of these conferences, Um, NFL, college, Pete, anything you need, you know,
1: essentially get off the chest here. Well, I, Patriot League uh, has canceled their season. Uh, That's not terribly surprising. The Big Ten in particular is trying to give themselves as many opportunities to get this thing played as possible. Uh, By eliminating out-of-conference plays, they've sort of given themselves some bye weeks if they need it. Um, None of this is guaranteed, and they could ultimately still have to shut it down, but they're at least trying to take a logical approach, and obviously, it's a little strange to, for Ohio State to cancel a game against Bowling Green and then go travel to, you know, potentially out to Piscataway, to New Jersey, or friggin' uh, Ames, Iowa. But there is a method to the madness with that. Will it be enough? Hard to say. Uh, but you know, it's easy to. You know, wait wait for this thing to sort of wait the other, the other shoe to drop and find out that we're just not going to have college football this year. And in many ways, that might be the most appropriate approach for people to take and then be surprised pleasantly if they do get college football. Um, the difference is the NFL uh, is far more gung ho. They have far less to get done. And they have employees, in this case, in the form of a players union, that can sign off and say we're doing this, which, by the way, JC Treasurer's a great advocate and, and, and talks a great game, but they're also agreeing to basically everything almost immediately. So it's not, doesn't feel like it's that meaningful because the players' unions are so weak. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, the, the good news is that uh, the NFL is heading in the right direction to get this thing done, but. Until until guys are in camps and practicing and stuff, it's hard to hard to believe any of this. College is a little bit further along in the fact that they have these camps going, but until you know, in college's case, until games are played, it's it's hard to believe anything.
0: Um, it's you know, and because a lot of it is just like the diversity of it. Um, you know, there were talks, obviously, the Clemson program, the amount of tests positive they had. Um, the talk just came from the university of Kentucky where they tested every single player, every single person with access to the building. I believe the number was 166 people and 166 tests, zero tests, uh, testing positive. Um, it's, I mean, nothing's changed, um, folks. It's, it's the same. It's the wait and see approach. It's a week. It's two weeks. Um, still hard to say where we're going to be Labor Day weekend, you know, come September, Um, nothing's changed and now you're seeing it from almost every conference conference in America, mask up, everybody, please mask up. If you truly would like to see this, um, throw the masks on, um, you know, obviously the numbers in Florida coming down a tiny bit, but I mean, coming down to 12,000 after 15,000 positive tests in a day really isn't going to change anything. Um, you know, we had over the weekend here in New York had their first day since March 11th with zero deaths due to coronavirus. So Obviously that's a step in the right direction but until the numbers are significantly lower and you know significant from the far east to the deep south to the west coast you know obviously to, to middle of america you know it, it's gonna be hard just to tell where we're at here uh, appreciate everybody for listening along here today um Pete Smith obviously Brown's digest of si.com make sure you're checking everything out follow brown's digest on the Twitter machine, uh, obviously check out all the content over at SI.com. Follow Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore uh the show itself, Locked On Browns. Always follow that account. DMs are open. Me personally, Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs open the DMs are open there as well. Questions for the show, ideas for the show, always looking for things. You guys got something good, we like it. You know, we'll essentially uh, you know work it into a segment here on Locked On Browns. Also, please make sure you're checking out everything over at Browns PFN um, as we just continue to roll along over there. Um, until we talk the next time, um, like I said, there'll be you know some mixed in stuff here this week. We got you know some crossover with the guys from the Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Uh, I have some other interviews planned. We'll see how it plans out. They may have to hold till next week as far as when I actually air them. But do appreciate everybody until the next time. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the L O B. Let's go Browns!